Jake. What's up, RK? What is up? So I have a uh, challenge for you. Okay. So you're giving out picks today, obviously. First time show history for the yes, listeners. Uh, we got Jake Schwanitz on here. And I've been um, going back on back and forth on, for, on a nickname for you. Okay. Um, and <laughs> if your picks are good, I feel you're going to earn this nickname. All right. So you've heard of the Schwami. Yes. <laughs> I'm thinking the Schwani. Okay. I like it. So, but the Schwami is like, that's like a, a sage, you know? Right. Like, sure. So you have to nail your picks. And then it's like, oh, yeah, Jake Schwan is, that's the Schwani. Well, the pressure's on, I guess. I mean, <laughs> yes. no better time than now. So let's yes. get after it. <laughs> um, and as Zach Stevens has learned recently, um, I just throw out nicknames just like, bang 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 and like if everyone in the company isn't calling you that within two weeks i'm like time for a new one gotta try something <laughs> new like yeah yeah that just like stuck like glue like it yeah. was just boom day one i said it and then everyone just started saying everybody it. even Lindsay, when she came back she's like why haven't i called you yaya before that's so easy <laughs> i know then it was uh merchel that was another one of my great uh nicknames that one also just Snap of the fingers. You gave the Rapids guys their name, their nicknames, by the way. <clears throat> yeah, and then I just called Dwayne Dwayner. Because that's just like a good hockey nickname. Um, so there you go. All right. You got your chance. I'm, I'm ready, man. I think uh, we have some winners. Uh, hopefully my picks come through. So let's see. If you don't know Jake, he is our new DNVR buffs, um, beat reporter, podcaster, all the things that we do here at DNVR. Uh, and uh, he's been doing a great job off the rip. So... Uh, excited for the season to start on Friday. Absolutely. Only, what are we, three days away now? That is crazy. Like, these weeks, you know, you, you feel like you're so far away from football. And then I feel like once you get close, you're like, oh, my God, it's really close. Like, yeah. <laughs> I cannot wait for Friday. We obviously have our golf tournament in the morning. Leads right into the Buffs game that night. Plenty of time for a nap and maybe a, a recharge before the game. Yeah, you're going to need it, man. That's a long day for you. It is, yeah. Probably on the golf course from, like, 8 a.m. So get to the golf course at, like, 7. Be there till 1. Then you gotta. I mean, you gotta start tailgating like oh. no later than four thirty. So yeah, it's gonna be a it's gonna be a good one for and me. And then you gotta sustain the game, of course. Yes, and I'm excited for it. Yeah. I I'm I feel good. I feel good. I I feel good about the Buffs' chances. Also, love that. Love that for us. Um. All right. Well, we'll see if maybe that squeaks into your big three. I have abstained from a big three today because we were doing guess the lines, which will be interesting. We've never done college football guess the lines, and I feel like Yaya uh overestimated us here like like we know and it's, it's easy to know 32 nfl teams and right. like what they are who they are who's their starting quarterback all that stuff the same cannot be said for college football in fact i feel like i could probably name less than 10 starting quarterbacks right uh, that might be i you might can be do better than 10 man. less than 20 okay less than 20 starting quarterbacks in the in college football so this is going to be an adventure i will say that that's one of the reasons i wanted to do this that neither of you have an advantage, and I think it'd be kind of fun. Okay, all right. I did look at some of the lines as I was building a big three, though. I don't remember all of them, mm, but I saw I, I did that yesterday, but okay. I definitely don't remember any of them other than the ones I picked. Um, so, as our uh, our guest here today, and as a first timer on the show, I'm very eager to see your big three, Jake. Uh, yeah, let's get into it. I guess we're gonna go with Ohio State first half, um, nine, by nine and a half points over Notre Dame. Ohio State, a team that has a ton of talent, not only at running back, but at wide receiver, of course, Jackson Smith and Jigba, probably mm -hmm. the top returning wide receiver in college football. Hank's obsessed with him. He's amazing. Um, 
Notre Dame has a lot of injuries in the secondary, and they've had a lot of turnover in terms of transfers. They obviously have a new coach, Brian Kelly, now at LSU. Right. LSU thrown in the big three, too. Um, but with Ohio State, I think that that mismatch on the perimeter with the receivers against Notre Dame secondary, at least in the first half, nine and a half, I think it's 17 and a half for the game. On to Boston College, minus seven. Uh, this is all just a hype for me. My yeah. guy, Phil Dracovich and Zay <clears throat> Flowers. Those are two of my favorite guys in probably the college football and draft landscape. Um, getting seven. Yaya, do we have the opponent? I'm sorry, I already forgot. Giving seven. Getting seven, yes. Getting or giving? Giving. Giving. Giving, seven. yes. <laughs> um, and then LSU on Saturday, Sunday night playing Florida Sunday State. Sunday night? Sunday night. Florida State coming into Death Valley. LSU favored by three. Give me the Tigers. I believe in Brian Kelly to bring some offense back to the to Death Valley. I love that uh, we disagree on this because I just like disagreement. Um, I, as you know, I'm big on vibes, and I feel as though you have done a great disservice to the vibes gods. Oh no! When you Brian Kelly, like the most <laughs> Irish Catholic guy there is, yeah. leaves Notre Dame. For LSU, then he did like the fake Southern accent thing, I know. and I just I just saw like oh I know what's happening now like Brian Kelly is going full on Icarus, flew too close to the sun, he's gonna burn up and uh, and be sent back down. He's gonna end up coaching like Bowling Green in a few years. Um, so I'm anti Brian Kelly at LSU. I hear you. That pick is more anti Florida State though fair, than anything. Fair. Fair. Um, and I'll add that Boston College is playing Rutgers. They are giving seven against Rutgers. Give me the point, or give me Boston College and minus seven. Yeah, um, I believe Florida State last year lost to our uh, South Alabama Jaguars. I oh, say right. our because that's uh, where they're they're based in Mobile. Yes, exactly. The Senior Bowl. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, the new site of the Senior Bowl, which is a little weird, but mm-hmm. it is a much nicer facility. Um, so, all right. We'll see what happens there. That is sick. Is that the only game on Sunday? I think there's two. Um, there's also a game on Monday. What? Yeah. College football taking over. Wow. Whoever's idea this was deserves a big pat on the back. Because <laughs> I always say, like, why are we not playing every day? We should. Especially before the NFL starts. Why not, man? Let's just take it over. Everyone knows it's football time. We're all hungry for football. Like, especially the Mac. I'm just like, everyone loves when the Mac plays on Wednesday, you know, Tuesday and Wednesday nights. In the same way that the rest of college football says Friday and Saturdays, those are our nights. Just say Tuesday and Wednesday. Our whole conference is built around playing on Tuesday and Wednesday. That's why you, that way you don't throw off the schedule. Mm-hmm. Like, you get a Tuesday game followed by a Saturday game. Like, no. Every game is on Tuesday and Wednesday. So then those two days are spoken for. Like, some college, some um, uh, conference should say, like, we're doing Mondays and Thursdays. Like, whatever. Like, every day. There should be college football every day. And meanwhile, yeah, yeah, I'm interested to hear your take on this. I believe the MLS, the second, and I mean the second that there's football on TV, should abandon weekends and stay away from them <laughs> as far as they possibly can. I'm actually all for that. They should take over uh, Wednesdays and Tuesdays yep. and just do that every week. And I, that way, it also helps with their schedule. <laughs> and yeah. also the rest, it's the logical thing to do. It won't happen because anybody with money isn't logical. Well, and I would say the big pushback that I get whenever I have that take is people go to games on weekends. And, and I assume they're, well, I don't know, maybe with the new Apple deal, they're making decent money off of uh, rights. But it could be a more of a... Um, 
turnstile sport in terms of we need people in the seats to make money. But tell me not, if you're at home, there's nothing going on on a Tuesday or Wednesday, you're going to tune in because you want to see what's going on. Well, I'm also sports. F- far more likely to go to a Rapids game. Like, if you were like, hey, do you want to go to the Rapids game Tuesday night? I'd be like, yes. If you were like, hey, do you want to go to the Rapids game Saturday in the middle of the football season? I would say Absolutely under no not. circumstances. I do b- b- believe that they should just take over the summer with baseball and then during the win- like fall kind of transition, just go to weekdays. Like, it yes. works for you too, like especially because you have international breaks already, like in there, so you can just switch it over during international break. Do you notice a difference between the attendance on weekends and weekdays? Yes, but not as much this year. Okay, this year actually stayed pretty similar, which is kind of surprising all league wide. Yeah. Also, just move the Rapids games to Coors Field. There you go. You do that, man. I, I'm gonna love it to death that's what i've been begging i i have every time i see anybody in the rapids organization i tell them you guys screwed up move back downtown yes again make it easy for people to be like oh like i'm just at this bar and i see a bunch of people in rapids gear like i could go to the game what's it 20 bucks to get in sure i'm in exactly boom all right, we just fixed the MLS. That's just the type Brilliant. of stuff that we do on this show. Well done. Um, before we move on, I want to tell you about our friends over at DraftKings Sportsbook, where you can right now bet $5. Actually, Jake just moved here, moved just moved to Denver, um, so he just got the DraftKings Sportsbook Yes, app. sir. Have you taken advantage yet of the bet five on college football, get $250 in free bets? No, I 200 have, I have not yet. I okay, this is great. We're, we're getting into college football this week, so Perfect. this is when we're getting in. So you're going to bet $5 on like one of those Thursday night games. Mm-hmm. I assume they play on Thursday. Um, do they? Yeah, I think they do. Yes, they um, do. And all you got to do is put 5 bucks on anything, and then you get $200 in free bets to use throughout the rest of the weekend. So we'll figure out what we want to put your 5 bucks on at the end of the show. Okay. Uh, and we get to kind of like go along with you on the ride. Maybe next time you're on the show, like, hey, where are you at? Like, what did you, what were you able to turn those $200 in free bets okay. into? Sure. Yeah, All right. Let's get after it. Love this. So get over to DraftKings Sportsbook. Use that code DNVR when you sign up and get $200 in free bets when you bet just $5 on any college football line. Of course, age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. And if you have a gambling problem, call 1 800 522 4700. All right. Yeah. Yeah. The you know if this was WWE they'd be playing your music right now. <laughs> so here we go. Guessing the lines. Week one of college football. I am s- scared shitless. Gonna be honest. Um, we got this. I look. think I think we should have some faith in ourselves here, Ryan. You can't right. enter the season you know on a negative note. So I'm gonna trust you to be like, oh, uh, Old Dominion. <laughs> they have a corner who has a third round grade. So they can't be that bad. I don't have any Old Dominion notes just yet, (laughs) but let's check back in a few weeks. All right, sounds good. I will say the porn bots just got into the chat, so I feel my faith in you guys just increased so much. This is great. The porn bots are always good luck. Okay, great. So let's do it. All right, week one, college football, guess the lines, let's ride. First game we have is Virginia Tech versus Old Dominion. (laughs) I was kind of just throwing out a name. There's Old Dominion right there. They play Friday at 5 p.m. Okay. Um, Hokies on the road. Interesting. That is, but Old Dominion is in the state of Virginia. I am at least 90% confident in okay. that. Um, so they don't have to go too far for this one. Uh, shoot. Uh, this was the matchup like three, four years ago where Old Dominion, I think, had that massive upset over Virginia Tech. You're right. Yeah. Once in a while, those... Um, uh virginia small schools put together a squad shout out to mike trout in the comments uh, the pride of james madison university and uh old dominion is in norfolk virginia 
Beautiful. Boom. Well done. Hell yeah. Uh, all right. So I'm going to say Virginia Tech, not like the best team in the ACC by any stretch of the mind. Um, I'm going to say they're getting 26 and a half or giving 26 and a half. Oh, man. Um, I think Virginia Tech's got a new coaching staff, if I remember correctly, oh. and a new quarterback. Oh. I think I'm just going to go with Virginia favored by three. 13 here wow this is a big gap between us you guys are both off it's minus seven and a half for virginia wow okay so i have great uh whatever peyton fell (laughs) uh i have greatly underestimated the i'm just guessing based off of their logo old dominion royals monarchs i believe oh yes close that's good that's good same thing right uh i guess depending on which country you're in um okay wow okay i that's crazy well you were much closer than i so you get the dub there um and i feel like i owe one to old dominion i might have to take the money line oh wow love that or i should take my own advice and think virginia tech should be favored by a lot more that's usually the way we do this but (laughs) I feel I feel like I've greatly disrespected the monarchs. Just keep that upset from a few years ago in your mind, though. There you go. All right, next game is Western. West, wait, wait. You should let us guess based off okay, the logos. That's definitely Western Michigan Broncos versus obviously Mel Tucker's Michigan State Spartans. Mel Tucker, of course, public enemy number one, uh, at least in parts of this office. Um, <laughs> and so he also has that team. In a good place. Kenneth Walker was pretty much their entire offense last year. Jarek Broussard there now, though. And Jarek Broussard is there. Uh, he lost a step. Um, he was not the same back last year. I, I don't. I have no idea even how much he's going to play. He's so small, too. Yeah, he is. Western Michigan, I mean, we love Western Michigan on this show. They're black and gold. They're the Broncos. Um, and they play in the back. That's like a triple threat for me. Yep. Um that being said, this has got to be a big line. I'm going to say 30 and a half. Oh, man, you're going high on me here. I think I'm going to go 23 and a half. Jake has it with minus 23. Whoa. Whoa. Let's go. Let's go. I mean, you bring on the college football guy, and this is what you do. You set yourselves up, up for failure. Uh, don't build me up too much. <laughs> um, wow. Okay. I'm, that one I'm definitely taking Michigan State, sadly. All right, that's uh, obvious. Illinois, Indiana. Fair enough. Um, that that orange on Illinois is a little off. Just gonna say. Um. Okay, Illinois coming off a big win um, the other day. Who were they playing again? They played um, Wyoming. Yes. Mopped them. Yeah. Destroyed them. Uh, I thought Wyoming with their like gritty like we play in windy shitty conditions thing would work against illinois and it did not they were severely outmatched quite the opposite i yes. think illinois ran illinois ran for like what 200 250 yards on them it was a beating but illinois generally a laughing stock of the big 10 mm-hmm. um and indiana a bit more resurgent yes also at home I'm no, gonna, Ma- no Michael Penix for Indiana anymore. Right. He plays at Washington now? Oh, God. I can't remember off the top of my head. He was just, in the Pac-12. Named, just named starting quarterback wherever he yes. is. So want to say Washington could be wrong. Definitely in the Pac-12. Um, <sighs> this is an interesting one. 
I'm going to say uh, um, Hoosiers minus seven. I'm going to say Hoosiers minus four. Hoosiers minus three. Oh, my God. Ooh. I'm getting smoked. And uh, Penix is at uh, Washington, by the way. Yeah, yeah at go. least I got something right around here. <laughs> um, all right. Next game. Arizona at San Diego State. I know this one, just so you know. So. Oh, okay. He's a disqualified. I'm on the board, baby. Uh, all I got to do is guess, and I win. Um, I. This is like a really good matchup. It's like a really bad Pac-12 team against a really average Mountain West team. Give me um, San Diego State minus three. Minus five. Okay. That's the closest I've been. I'll take it. Um, were you? Would you take yourself back to yesterday before okay. you had seen this line? Where do you think you would have had it? I mean, just from looking at those two logos right there, I know Arizona's awful. I would have gone double digits at least for San Diego okay. State. Okay, there you go. Well, I think I, I would take San Diego State in this. Um, I, I actually don't hate Jed Fish mm-hmm. um, and what he's doing over there. I think he might have them somewhat on the right track. The hard thing with college football, Jed Fish actually reminds me a bit of Carl Durrell, where it's like being a good football coach only takes you so far right. if you aren't a great recruiter. Yep. And I think that's what he that's going to eventually be his ceiling. Much like Carl Durrell though, I think he can get that team to respectability. It's just that you're never going to be able to compete unless um, this should be a, this should be printed on, you know how like coaches print stuff on walls, right? Like in big letters. It's it should say you can't compete if you don't cheat. Yeah, that's the name of college football exactly. right there. Exactly. And like, I, I, I don't think they're just like good enough at cheating. They're too <laughs> too concerned about coaching football. But don't take too many pointers from Arizona State, though, right? Well, yeah. You, I mean, right. Uh, you know, then right below that in little letters it says, but don't cheat if you're not discreet. Oh, beautiful. Yeah. We need to get you on a on a college football board here. I, I Perhaps know. the football or the playoff committee. There we go. And we can just put that on like the playoff committee <laughs> walls. Um, so, yeah, uh, both Carl Durrell and Jed Fish just cheat more. It's not that hard. Um, <laughs> Last one. Okay. Oh, Jesus. Memphis at Mississippi State. The Pirate. What? Mm. Memphis. <laughs> Is that because the food is good in Memphis? Okay. Um, not the biggest Memphis barbecue guy. Not against Memphis Memphis barbecue. All barbecue is beautiful in my heart. Um, but I've had better. Um, and Mississippi State. You got to go with like at least, in my opinion, at least the SEC touchdown. Right. Then you got to go the three points at home. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to say 11 and a half to Mississippi State. I think I'm going to go a little higher. I'm going to go I'm going to go 13. Jake just prices rice to you, man. Oh. It's minus 15. Oh. Okay. That's not that wasn't a bad price is right. If he would have said 11 and a half or whatever, <laughs> a half more than me, then I would have been kind of pissed. Um okay. I got to say so I my plan was I was going to take a big 3 out of those. And I was so off that I really should like a couple of those. Like, oh, I felt it should have been here. But it's not like the NFL where I actually trust right. my feelings. I'm just like, oh, I'm just dumb. Um, <laughs> so I gotta. I might have to go um, off the board here. I, I guess I do like Michigan State minus 23. Um, 
that feels right to me. Uh, that one I felt like was a bit off. I know like some of those Mac offenses can really get it popping. I just don't think that works against a true Big Ten defense. Right. Um, so give me that. And then I also guess I like Virginia Tech minus 7.5 at Old Dominion. Um, I think maybe the price is being driven down by that upset a couple of years ago. It definitely could be the case for sure. So there's two for me. And then Illinois, Indiana. And then I'll just throw on, wow, it has officially hit two touchdowns uh, for the Buffs. Yes. It keeps moving. It does. I, what's what, the limit here? I don't know. And I, I just love that this keeps going up. Um, one thing that I was noticing yesterday is they weren't hiking the money line nearly as much as they were hiking uh, the points. And that tells me, okay, money's coming in on Colorado money line, mm-hmm. very little money coming in on Colorado with the points. So the two bets that are getting hit hard right now are TCU minus 14. And then the people that are taking the buffs are just taking the money line. Um, I think it's going to go to 14 and a half at one point, which will create a insane, insane middling opportunity for college football sharps. So a uh, little, little inside betting here. If Dre was here right now, he would be uh, just bewildered, <laughs> like above, beside himself that I was able to pull this out. So this line opened up at six and a half. Oh my gosh. TCU minus six and a half. Obviously, less than a touchdown, right? Mm-hmm. There are going to be sharps right now who are just crossing their fingers, waiting for this thing to hit 14 and a half, because then you are going to get, as a better, Anything from one touchdown to two touchdowns. I mean, the vast majority of games fall in between a seven and 14 point finish. Like, you you know, you see teams win by seven, 10, 13. That's like a lot of finishes. Right. And you are going to have an insane amount of people, especially college football sharps, who are in on both sides, which is going to be crazy. So there's going to be people sitting there with a ticket that says TCU minus six and a half and a ticket that says Colorado plus 14 and a half. Just praying for anything that falls in between that so they can double their money i mean that's what this year's or what this season's all about right yep those kind of opportunities i will say i just don't understand how tcu's a 14 point favorite you just watch them last year the offensive line was in shambles uh they have a quarterback they're apparently gonna play three quarterbacks on friday night transfer they had a, a ton of transfers go out in the front seven on defense I just don't understand how this is 14. That is just mind-blowing. Colorado's going to have to be better on offense. They are, they're, it's almost a like virtual guarantee. Yep. You can't be as bad as they were last year. Yeah, 14 points is a giving a, on the road. Yeah. I mean, you might not find a road dog out there this week that's not um, – I mean, even Old Dominion right. you know, is getting respected at home. Um, so Colorado is getting – I mean, I hope – some coaches say they do. Some coaches say they don't talk about like point spreads or anything like that with their team. I can't, I honestly hope Carl Durrell says that team won five games last year. They won one more game than you guys did last year. Mm-hmm. And the pundits and Vegas and all this stuff and a lot of money is coming in on their side. They think you're going to lose by two touchdowns at home to that team. Um, not to mention brand new coaching staff right. at TCU. Exactly. So it's not like it's, this is the old Gary Patterson Horned Frogs where it's like, mm. oh, okay, well, I mean, they're you know one of the more well-coached teams in college football. Like, lock them up. Sonny Dykes has been uh, largely a disappointment uh, other than his original rise. Right. And, I mean, you're going to hear a lot about the air raid with uh, Sonny Dykes. I do think the over is potentially in play here because I think that both these teams are going to try and run a lot of plays. Uh, seems like Colorado's going to run no huddle, but they've also talked a lot about running the ball too. So 
that's an interesting dichotomy there is what side actually comes out. Um, I'll say this, just kind of perusing the lines here, looks like Colorado's the third biggest home dog. Uh, Hawaii's at plus 16 as a home dog. And then Georgia so Tech at plus 21 and a half against Clemson. Wow. So there you go. Um, this is a really interesting one. And I'll be honest, I just like all of the CU bets. Um, and, and obviously I'm a homer, but at the same time, I'm just using like logic that I would apply to any game, which is like not a great team taking on obviously a bad team, or at least from last season comparing them. And one team is at home under the lights on Friday night with everything to prove and no expectations. Mm -hmm. The other team has expectations, um, is coming with a brand new coaching staff. It's, it's a difficult to me. I would just, no matter who the teams are, I would be saying like, yeah, this, this seems a bit off. So like Colorado plus three or plus 200 to win the first quarter. Yeah. That's insane value. Mm -hmm. Again, that's, you know, go down on a 12 play drive score a touchdown on your script that you've been working on for what a month. Yeah. Um, and then get a stop. And it's like, you're pretty much going to win that bet. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, uh, plus seven and a half or plus three twenty in the first half. I'm hitting that. Um, and then of course, plus 14 or plus 400 in the game. I'm going to, you know, like I'm in that point of the season where I'm, I'm in, in optimist mode. So I'm just going to lay myself out there put my heart on the line and if i lose all of these bets then you know i'll learn my lesson but coming into this i'm i'm going in so be it um i will i mean i think one thing we need to look at here is the market's going to have to correct eventually of course it's week one so there's going to be huge corrections across the board just next week but i think this tcu team is one of those teams that could see a big correction just week over week i mean if this game's within a touchdown i don't think tcu is going to be a huge favor over anyone like this maybe until i don't know kansas um, right, right. But besides that, I mean, 14 points just for this team, as you were saying, new coach, lots of transfers out. It just feels like too much. Yeah. And one of the things that I saw um, someone say talking about is TCU's one, number one and number two wide receivers are both 6'4". Mm -hmm. Colorado's number one and number two corners are both like 5'10". A lot of times that can, obviously that's going to make a, a difference at some point in the game. It's not one of those things where they're setting the line with that in mind. Like, oh, this mismatch. Like, it's like, oh, yeah, you're going to have a jump ball in the end zone at some point that, you know, one of those guys is going to go up and get. You expect that to happen. But this is also the air raid. It's not, you know, play action deep shots. Mm -hmm. It's short area quickness is right. like what the air raid is built upon. Those guys should be able to, to cover those guys on slants. Yeah. At least at some point. I mean, that's the strength of this Colorado defense is that front seven. We've talked a lot about Josh Chandler Semedo, the new middle linebacker, and his ability just all over the field. Uh, on TCU, to number one, Quentin John uh, Johnston, the wide receiver. My God, Beast. that guy can play. Beast. He is unbelievable. We've seen a lot of, of good receivers come through Colorado. Uh, like on the, field, on the field for the Buffs uh, and on the field for other teams. Obviously, we saw you know, Drake London put on a show mm -hmm. last year. I remember... Obviously, Visca put on plenty of shows. Um, AJ Green came like years back. Like, yeah, this this is one of those guys who could be a first rounder. Oh yeah, absolutely. yeah, for sure. So that's fun uh, to me. That's fun. Like, regardless, I like to see those guys up mm -hmm. close and personal under the lights of Folsom. Yeah, and their backfield's going to be dynamic too. I mean, this is a team that has speed. It's just a matter of if the line's going to hold up and allow the quarterback or 
I mean, quarterbacks, I guess, yeah. <laughs> to get the ball out there in space. So, How do you think, uh, not to make, turn this into a Buffs podcast, but we're, uh, we're already there. we've fulfilled our, uh, our, yeah. our obligations here. What do you think is the best way to take advantage of a team playing multiple quarterbacks? That's an interesting question. Um, well, I mean, obviously you'd want the least talented one out there, which I would assume is Max Duggan. It looks like Chandler Morris, uh, just from watching the tape last year, he was the quarterback when uh, TCU upset Baylor. Okay. Um, that's who I'd be more worried about. But the approach in handing multiple quarterbacks is very interesting because as we talked about with CU, it's two very different guys in JT Shrout and Brendan Lewis. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brendan Lewis could be just using a goal line, short yardage package, a lot of option stuff. And you could see someone like JT just back in the gun, kind of directing the offense, you know, um, as you would see almost any other quarterback. So I think uh, the best thing to prepare would just be be ready for anything. I yep. think that's the best word of advice. Tell me what you think of this. This this is my. I've thought about this a lot this week. I am coming in with two v- vastly different game plans, and so depending on how um, Chris Wilson wants to do it, like the you could reverse this. But I'm thinking like the first quarterback, you heat them up, mm-hmm. and you are sending guys left and right and center. And so the other guy, knowing he's coming in the next two drives, is like, okay, I got to get the ball out quick. As soon as he comes in, boom, you're dropping out. Mm-hmm. You're you're look you're acting like you're sending pressure and you're dropping out because I feel like I, that's what the, you know. It's like being a pitcher or a batter in the on deck circle. You're watching the pitches. You're trying to get a feel for it. He's seeing all that heat coming. He's like, okay, like this is my chance to take the job, right? Just make sure I don't get sacked. Get the ball out quick, and then boom, you're dropping into those flat zones. And you might be able to get him. Yeah, great point. I think also the Colorado offense could have an impact on actually the TCU offense. If Colorado is able to build long drives and sustain them, TCU is just not going to have as much time on the field. So eventually you would think that they're just going to have to pick a guy and they're not going to be able to do the, let's see what this looks like here in the second quarter because if it's you know second quarter two minute drill you're not really running a package going like well let's see how this works so when you watch good teams beat air raid teams what happens is long sustained drive 12 second three and out long sustained drive 14 second three and out and it's just like you're out of it then you have no rhythm the other team is beating down your defense your defense gets no rest it's a tall task for for the buffs but if they're gonna do it yeah beat up that defense get quick three and outs and you got a chance to to take over the game. Absolutely. And if they can get to the quarterback with this front seven and create turnovers, you know, TCU is going to be throwing the football. You got to at least come away with at least one interception, I yep. think, to have a chance in this game. Get your hands up uh, on the defensive line. Mm-hmm. Try to knock down some of those slants. All right, I'm too excited. We need to stop. Uh, <laughs> this is uh, this is this was great. Appreciate you uh, coming in here and just smacking me at a game on my own show. Uh. Uh, really, really like you for that. But great job. Great job. Appreciate we'll it. We'll have you. to have you on for another Guest Alliance. Good luck with your $200 in free bets over Absolutely. at DraftKings. Thank you very much. And uh, thank you guys for tuning in.